right. Welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I'm your host. I'm Darlene. And today we're going to talk about boundaries, actually. And I want to talk about limits and boundaries and rules and the difference between the three things. Because I think it's really important as we head into the holidays and starting to think about, you know, family dynamics, like our extended family or what we want to do, what we're willing to do. And I'm doing this whole workshop on opting out and saying no and not people pleasing so that we can enjoy the holidays and not burn out, right? It's like say no to holiday burnout. And one of the pieces that I'm going to talk about is, is boundaries and setting personal boundaries. And I wanted to bring it up on the podcast because it's, it's can be kind of confusing. Like what exactly is a boundary? Is a boundary the same as a limit? Is the, is a limit a rule? And I just want to clarify for all of you what, how I think about it and give you some strategies of how to decide what your rules are and what your limits are and what your boundaries are. So let's get into it. First, I want to give you a couple of definitions of how I think about these three things. So first is a rule. Okay, so how I think about a rule is when you say what your child can do or what they can't do. A rule is like, you know, don't hit or we don't hit or don't call people names or um, keep your room clean, put this away. So sometimes they... Rules can sound like commands, like do this, don't do that. And in general, parents are pretty good about creating rules. Like, you know, um, in this house, we don't swear. In this house, we don't eat in our room. In this house, we, um, in this family, we wear our seatbelts, right? These are rules. And I don't want you to think that rules are bad or that you shouldn't have rules. I think rules are really helpful And I think rules are a first step in teaching your kids how to listen, how to be responsible, how to think. We we really want you as the parent to know what is allowed in your house. Like, what are the rules in your family? And so rules are just kind of sentences that say what someone can do and what someone can't do. So that's a rule. Now, a limit is different than a rule because a limit really communicates to your child what they can do and the conditions that they can do it under. So thinking about a rule of, you know, in this house, we don't eat in our rooms. Now, a limit would be you're welcome to eat as long as you're not in your room. So then it becomes a little bit more clear of what to do if they are eating in their room. You can say, oh, remember, you're welcome to eat in this room. You're welcome to be in this room, sorry, as long as you're not eating in here. You're eating in here, so you can either go eat at the kitchen table or I can take your food. A limit is like a rule with the conditions. And I like to think about it as you know, what you can do instead of what you can't do. So instead of saying, don't eat in here, we're saying you're welcome to eat in the kitchen. You're welcome to eat as long as you're in the kitchen. You're welcome to be in your room as long as you're not eating in your room. So a limit is 
what your child can do and the conditions that they can do that thing under. Now, a boundary is a little bit different than a limit because in many ways, a boundary is what we are willing to do. A boundary is a lot more about what I am comfortable with as a person. So for example, I am happy to serve you a snack as long as you eat it at the table. So I am talking about what I'm willing to do. Not so much the limit is about what they can do and a boundary is what I'm willing to do. So what I want to do is I want to give you some working more, some more working examples about rule, limit, boundary. So a rule is um, no devices on school nights, right? That's a rule in some families. I'm not saying you have to have that rule. I'm just saying a lot of families have that rule. So the rule is no devices on school nights. Now, a limit would be you are welcome to use devices on Saturdays and Sundays as long as you have not done any sneaky screens Monday through Thursday. It is your rule in place. It's under the, it's underneath that limit, but you're communicating to your child, hey, you're welcome to use these devices on the weekend as long as you don't sneak device time Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, whatever your rule is. A rule is a really helpful thing to have as your baseline of what it is that you want to establish in your family. And I like to say, like, turn your rule into a limit. Find out your rules. And how do you find out your rules? Pretty much, you. those are just things you say. Like, don't do that. Stop it. You know the rule. You can only have it this time of day. Da, 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 whatever your rule is. You know that there's no snacks um, before dinner. Or you know we only have one dessert at night. These are your rules. And I love that you have them. I want you to have them. And I also know that they aren't as effective as limits because what happens to parents is they're like, my kids don't listen to me because I'm saying these rules and they don't follow, they don't listen to me. They don't follow my rules. Yeah, they don't follow your rules. And then when they don't, you don't know what to do. And that's why a limit is really helpful because if you have this rule, no devices Monday through Thursday, And then the limit is you can use your devices on the weekend as long as you don't use sneaky screens or you don't use them Monday through Thursday. Then if they sneak screens, you catch them on the iPad on Tuesday, you can just be like, no problem. (laughs) You don't even have to tell them. You just be like, oh, huh, you are breaking the rule. You're using the device. And then you can say, do you want to hand it to me or do I need to take it from you or what What do you want to do here? You don't need to start in a lecture right there. You don't need to start into, you know, complaining. You never listen to me, da, 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 whatever you've got to say. You don't have to say anything. You just remember that on Saturday when it's your normal screen time that you just have the iPad, you know, stashed away somewhere, right? Or you have the remote control, the batteries are out or whatever. And they're like, oh, what is mom, mom, you said I could use it on the weekend. Yes, as long as you didn't use it during the week. You use it during the week, so no time on the weekend. So why limits are really helpful is because they help you understand what is going to happen if your child doesn't follow a rule. 
Okay, so now how do boundaries look? What do boundaries look like in this circumstance? So it would be more like, what are you willing to do? So it's like, I'm willing to allow you to use my iPad or to have my Wi-Fi password or, um, you know, whatever it is that you are willing to do as long as you don't use your screens Monday through Thursday. So it's similar, except it's more about what you're willing to do. And I think the reason why I wanted to bring this up with boundaries is because there's a lot of talk about boundaries out there right now and like how to set boundaries in our individual relationships and in our relationships with other adults. And I want to speak on that in this podcast episode and in that upcoming, you know, holiday event that I'm doing that, that say no to holiday burnout because I want you to be able to say no, right? And saying no is really deciding what, what am I willing to do? So, and what are the conditions I'm willing to do it under? So boundaries in general are more about what we as the individual are okay with. And so when you want to set a boundary, like in a relationship, right? You can say to your partner or um, your boss or your sibling, your, you know, your adult sibling or your parent, if they start to insult you or make fun of you in a way that you're not comfortable with, or they start talking about somebody else that you don't want to talk to talk about, or they start, you know, talking about whatever comes up, you can say, I will be happy to talk to you and sit here and chat with you as long as we don't talk about this. That's a boundary, right? I can only control myself. I can only, I only have power over what I do and don't do. I cannot force someone else to follow my rules in relationships, right? With kids, you can't really even have them follow your rules, but we can have limits with kids. We can have consequences with kids. We can say, no, you're not going to have the iPad this weekend, or no, you're not going to have dessert tonight. You had dessert earlier today. Like, I'm happy to give you one dessert a day, right? And then if they, you know, sneak Halloween candy earlier in the day, or, you know, you've said you can, you're welcome to have one bar, granola bar, you know, after you have some carrots and then they eat that granola bar without eating some carrots. Then later when it's time for another sweet snack, if this is important to you, then you get to say, oh, you already had your sweet snack. I'm not going to serve you any cookies right now. And, or you can have cookies after you have a carrot. So you can hold your child accountable to those limits and you can follow through on those in, in that way. With adults, it's different. It's a lot more about what we are willing to do. So thinking about, you know, Thanksgiving, right? Maybe you have somebody in your family who, you know, gets drunk and, you know, acts out or, you know, starts to criticize another family member or insult someone or they start talking about religion or they start insulting you. And you can say to the people that you're going to be with, listen, I'm happy to go and be with you at Thanksgiving as long as, you know, we don't talk about that topic. We don't talk about that person or you don't say the thing. 
that you, you know, that you like to say to me, whatever that is. Now, why boundaries are hard for people, it's not because we don't know how to tell people how to, how, what's okay with us. We can pr- say that. It takes strength to even say it, but you can say it, right? But then what if they don't respect your boundary? What if they don't, what if you're, like if you're a kid, right? If they don't keep your limit, if they don't stay within that container or that boundary that you've created and they go out of bounds, then it is up to you to enforce your own boundary and say, thank you so much for having me, but I'm not comfortable being in this environment anymore and I'm leaving. Now that is the actual issue that comes up is following through on our own boundary. This is why parents have trouble following through with their own limits or their boundaries. It is because when you enforce or you maintain your own boundary, other people, including your children, are going to have thoughts and feelings about that. They're going to get upset. They might start to argue with you. They might start to blame you. They might defend themselves. They might make promises. They, they might complain about you. They might rage. Now, kids can do this or adults that you're holding boundaries with. I think of those behavior strategies as resistance. Like the person is resisting the consequence or the result, the impact of their behavior. They don't want to experience that negative impact. They don't want you to leave or they don't want to not have the iPad or they don't want to not have dessert or whatever it is that you have created a limit around or a boundary. Now, that is what people avoid, especially if you think it's your job to make sure everybody is happy. If you think it's your job to make sure your kid is happy and you are enforcing a limit or a boundary and you're holding your, your child or another ind- adult accountable to what their behavior is and how they have crossed what works for you, then th- if, if you're thinking that it's your job to make sure everybody is happy and that your kid should never be unhappy, it's going to be really hard for you to hold your own limit or your own boundary. It's very easy to say rules and then to complain when people don't follow the rules. But what we're talking about is actually you following through on your own limit or your own boundary and you taking that action and you allowing that person to experience the impact of their behavior, of their choice. Now, we don't have to do this with shame. We don't have to come back in and be like, well, I told you and you said you would and you made promises to me and that's why I'm leaving and it's because you can't control yourself or, you know, going with your kid. Like you just constantly think it's your right to get the iPad and you don't even understand the rules and you don't respect me. And we just go in on these lectures. And really what we're trying to do is convince the other person that we have the right to enforce our own limit or our own boundary. You do not need to convince anybody of this, especially if you're clear from the beginning about what is okay with you. What are you willing to do and under what conditions? 
or what can your child do and under what conditions? Now, this takes a little bit of work and effort in advance. And I've been thinking about life coaching in general and really what life coaches do, whether they're parent coach, business coach, um, even sports coaches, right? Is they sit with you and they say, okay, what do you want? And how are you going to get there? And they, they kind of force you to take action or to be intentional about your actions, to think in advance. And that's a big part about what setting limits is about and what setting boundaries is about, is thinking in advance about what you want. I like to say this, if you find yourself angry about a behavior, it probably means you didn't set a good limit around it. If you find yourself resentful towards your child, towards your partner, towards anybody in your life, it may be because you have some boundaries or some limits that you want to set that you haven't. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. You're human. It's freaking hard to do this. It's hard to think about it. And the truth is when you have a limit, when you create a boundary and the person may may or may not, they might surprise you, may or may not uh, respect or stay within your boundary, that might happen. And then that means you are going to have some fallout. You're going to have some big feelings. Either your kid will have big feelings about the consequence or the people in your life will have big feelings when you hold yourself to your own standard and you follow through on your own boundary. That might bring up shame in them. That might bring up guilt in them. It might bring up anger in them. It might bring up sadness in them. And they are entitled to their thoughts and feelings. They are allowed to have that experience of you. They are uh, allowed to think negative thoughts about you. It's okay. That's the way that they are processing their experience of you holding the boundary. So in my coaching program in Kamama Club, I have a full online course and it is the entire Kamama process. It's all about calm, like all this mindset stuff and how to self take care of ourselves. It's all the connection piece, how to use that connection tool, how to coach your kids through their big feelings. And then there's a whole section on limits and how to set limits and then consequences. I call that correction, how to follow through on them. So that Kamama process is calm, connect, limit, set, correct. And in the limit set module, when I teach about setting limits, I actually have the moms go through a process that I call the limit setting process. And you can do this with boundaries or limits. You can do this in your relationship with your kids and the way you want your house to be run. Or if somebody is going, you know, somebody's having trouble (laughs) in your life, like you need to set a boundary with someone, you can also do this with them. So I'm going to go through the steps. I'm not going to be able to like break every single thing down, but I want to go through the steps with you and you can write these down if you want. So the limit setting process is six steps really. Okay. So I know that's kind of a lot, but bear with me. It's not that complicated. So the first is choose. What do you want? Notice if you're feeling angry with your husband or your wife, your partner, Okay, notice if you're feeling angry with your kid, with your teenager, with your little baby even, 
with babies, it's different. But like a toddler, if you're feeling really angry with your toddler because they keep hitting, you may need to choose what do you want? I want my toddler to not hit. I want my seven-year-old to not ask for Minecraft all day or Roblox. I want my 10-year-old to do their homework without resistance. I want my 14-year-old to, you know, clean clean up the sink, <laughs> whatever it is. So you choose what you want. Now in relationships, like, you know, I want my friend to call me back. I want my friend to be on time. I want my partner to, you know, uh, be willing to do whatever you want them to do, like empty the dishwasher or something. So then you choose, what do you want? So then that's the thing you're going to set a limit around. And then I want you to spend a minute deciding to commit to it. So we choose and then we commit. Now in the commit commitment process, I'm asking you to decide why do you care? Why does it matter? Why do you want your 14-year-old to clean the sink? Why do you want your two-year-old to stop hitting? Why do you want your seven-year-old to stop begging for video games. Like, why? Sure, it's annoying, but go one layer deeper. Like, why? What is the skill that you want to teach your kid? Or what is the value that you want to model for them, that you want them to experience? Typically, that's why we have limits is because we're trying to teach a skill or model a value. So, you kind of get committed to it. Like, all right, this is what I want. I want my kid to, you know, do whatever. Like right now I'm working on a limit. I've talked about grades a lot because my kids kind of struggle in school and I'm working on a limit around one of my son's grades. And so I have chosen what I want. What's my bare minimum in terms of his grades. I'm very committed to be getting this thing to happen. And I know why it's really important to me. And then I, the third thing is we check our capacity because when you enforce a limit, when you like hold someone accountable to your boundary or to your limit, resistance is going to come up. So you want to decide, can I handle this? Can I actually follow through? I'm committed to it, but this is going to be hard and do, am I willing to do what it takes? Am I willing to do that hard work? So that is finding your own capacity. Now you communicate what your limit is. And I have taught this on the podcast, the limit setting formula. It is you are welcome to as long as, or I am willing to blank as long as, and those are the conditions. So for me right now, the limit I'm working on is I'm willing to sign off on your driving permit as long as you have these grades. And so that means that my kid is is getting his driver's license later because of my value and my, the skill I wanted to, I want to teach him the work habits that I want to enforce. And I actually believe that if you aren't able to manage your grades, you probably can't manage a vehicle. That's just my thought. So I'm going to communicate to my child and then you want to figure out when you're going to check. So that's 
Step five. So you're choosing, you're committing, you're, you're checking your capacity, you're communicating the limit. Now, if it's a boundary and you are trying to figure out what you're willing to do, like, you know, Christmas time is coming and you're looking at your family members and you're like, listen, family, I'm willing to spend $100 on each um, family. That's my max. And so, um, you know, so Christmas is coming up and if that's a holiday that you celebrate and you know everyone is going to get together you could say I'm willing to come over and do this gift exchange with you with your family you know on this day or at this time or as long as it ends early enough right so you're going to communicate that So you're going to communicate whatever your limit is or whatever your boundary is. And then you need to check, right? So if it's your kid, you need to check their grades. You need to check their room. You need to check the sink. You need to check, you know, that the iPad hasn't been used. You actually need to follow up and like make see if did they keep it or not. And so then that last step of the limit setting process is a consequence, right? If they don't, Do whatever you've asked. You're going to follow through. I don't think consequences are bad. I think of it, I've taught this on the podcast before, of consequence, with sequence. That's what consequence is, is the thing that happens after the thing that happened. So it's the next thing. So if I've set up a boundary or I've set up a limit and the person can't respect it, I am going to follow through. There's going to be an impact. There's going to be a consequence. That's the process, figuring out what you want. I like to use my own emotions as a clue, right? If, my, if somebody's behavior is making me upset, then that's a clue to me that I need a limit. Choose what I want. I'm going to commit. I'm going to decide why it's important. I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to check my own capacity. Do Can I handle what's going to come up, the big feelings that come up? I'm going to communicate what am I willing to do under what conditions or what is allowed under what conditions? I'm going to check to see if the person respected my boundary or my limit. And then I'm going to follow through with a consequence. So it sounds simple as I share it with you right now, but I want you to know that that checking the capacity and checking to see if they did it or not, and then following through, those are hard. You can give yourself a lot of grace. And if you decide that you're not going to hold them accountable, be honest with yourself about it and figure out why it is that you're allowing your boundary to be crossed. Witness it in yourself, just being like, huh, I said that this was going to be my boundary and um, I'm not following through on that. So that's interesting. Why am I not following through on it? It's because I don't want to deal with their big feeling cycle or I don't want to wait anymore or, you know, I'm impatient or I'm angry or whatever it is, your reason. And then be honest. Okay, well, I did it this time. I'm going to see how committed I am next time. I'm going to start again. I'm going to do the process again, whether it's with my kids or in my relationship. Being honest with yourself is really important because even if you aren't able to keep your own boundary, 
just the process of you noticing that you're not keeping it and finding out why will strengthen you for next time. Because you won't feel like a victim in in your life. You won't feel like everybody is taking advantage of you. You'll be like, I'm taking advantage of me and I know that I am. And you'll be a lot, it'll be a lot easier for you next time to become stronger, to have more capacity for all the big feelings that come when you hold a boundary and checking on it, like in following through, all those things take strength. And even if you're getting stronger by just noticing. So this week, maybe you're not ready to set some limits or boundaries. I I hope you are. But if you're not, then your work this week is to just notice when you're pissed. Like seriously, notice if you open up an email from the school and you're like, again, they're asking for money. Okay, that may be because you have decided you have not had a clear boundary about what you're willing to spend. Oh, they're asking for volunteers again. Okay, maybe you need to set a boundary about what what how much volunteering you're willing to do and be willing to say no. If your kid's behavior is is driving you bonkers in any way, it's like, hmm, okay, this is making me upset. Use it as a clue. Hmm, I want to have a limit around this. Let me figure out why. Why does it bother me? Why is it important? What do I want? Now, if you're ready to set limits, just start setting them. See what happens. Notice the resistance. What I have found as a coach for 10 years now helping parents is that when we set clear limits with our kids, I'd say in the beginning, even 50-50, they, they follow through. Like, honestly, it's pretty good stats when you actually set a clear limit and you follow through. Once or twice, your kid's like, oh, she's serious. That's what we're looking for. We want our kids to be like, oh, they're serious. So you only have to be serious a few times and then the limit becomes a lot more clear and your, your kid is a lot more o- obedient, right? Like I hate that word, but that is what we're looking for is compliance, like ease, right? We want them just to like do what we tell them to do. <laughs> and we know that that will make things easier. We need to train them to do that. That's what discipline is. And that's what parenting is. And then if you have set limits and you're not following through, that's okay too. Just be on to yourself and be like, huh, why am I not? Is it because I'm afraid they're going to get mad at me? Is it because it takes too much time? Is it because I, you know, feel guilty about them, you know, not getting what they want? Just notice that. If you're in the club, if you're in Call Mama Club, bring that to coaching because that'll be really good for you to get clear on why you have set boundaries and set limits in any part of your life and why haven't you followed through on them? I do it too. I set up stuff and I don't follow through and it's like, huh, I'm going to get curious about why. And typically it is because I realize that I don't have the capacity to deal with the big feelings. And okay, so... This week, I want you to notice if you're mad. (laughs) I want you to set some limits, see what happens, get curious. And then if you don't follow through, ask yourself why. So that's your work. And if you haven't signed up yet for the say no to holiday burnout, then I want you, what am I calling it? Say no to holiday overload. (laughs) Um, Burnout, overload, overwhelm, 
bitterness, resentment, any of it. I want you to say no to all that. And I want you to opt out and stop people pleasing so that you can have a holiday that you actually enjoy. A whole season, a whole month of December that feels good to you, that feels yummy and fun. And, you know, where you're doing what you want to do. You don't want to bake cookies? Don't. You don't want to decorate for the holidays? Don't. You don't want to go to Uncle Jack's before you go to so-and-so's house? Don't. That is what boundaries are. That's what I'm going to help you figure out what you actually want to do, how to communicate it, and how to follow through on it. So we're taking these concepts from this podcast episode and we're implementing them, which is really cool. So those, I'm doing two different events for that, two different gatherings. One is on the Tuesday, November 29th in the, in the evening. And then we're doing one on Wednesday morning, the 30th, so that you can come to both if you want. You can come to one and we're just going to have this conversation about how to create a holiday season that you actually enjoy. So that you can sign up in the show notes or um, at uh, callmamacoaching.com. And um, yeah, I'm encouraging everyone to do that and invite their friends. All right. Well, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.